Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> and we are back. Welcome back to the uh, All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke, with my beautiful heterosexual bearded Jewish life partner, Josh, over there operating the controls. Like a Dominion software employee doesn't know what the hell's going on, but the votes are going to match. Damn it. <laughs> What's going on, America? Thank you for being here today. If you're watching us on Rumble, do me a favor. Hit that like and share button. It helps us out quite a lot. We appreciate you being here. Welcome to my Lost Savages. You like the shirt? The All-American Savage Show stays on during sex. You can get that at johnburke.com or allamericansavageshow.com. It's like 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks. What do you got to lose? You got to lose. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, what's going on, folks? Josh, before we started the show, found this article that we're just going to open with this. Like, describe for me the article title. Let's let's just start with this because this is a great way to open the show. Let's let's do this. It is twenty seven things MAGA supporters permanently ruined for others. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Read them. Here we go. Empathy is the first thing we ruined empathy. Or, yeah. or, or but when I, when I think when I when they say MAGA voters, I'm thinking like Republicans in general. Just so, lumping everybody in the yeah, same. Yeah, because I mean that's that's how they view us. We're all the same. Horribles. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so, the, so we've ruined uh, empathy. Empathy's been ruined. That's because uh, that's all liberals ever feel is empathy. They're so touchy feely. How do you how do you ruin empathy? It's a thing that you yourself possess. So what you're saying is you've allowed yourself to be influenced enough to no longer show empathy. Correct. Yeah. Yes. What a bunch of fruitcakes. The American flag <laughs> has been ruined. Oh for, my. for everyone. We ruined that. Yeah. We ruined that. Like who wrote this article? Let me see. Who's this coming it. from? Um, let, me, let me find it. Yeah. How when did we, we? When did we start burning it? <laughs> it wasn't us burning it. Oh, you gotta Dude, love it. Let me see who this d bag is. Amelia <laughs> J. That sounds sounds like a Xavier. Yeah, I wouldn't sounds use like my a last Xavier. name either. I don't think. Oh my god. Let's keep going. What, what else? What do they got? Dating. Dating. Uh huh. Dating is uh, uh is now ruined for everyone. No, because I mean, on some of those dating apps, of course, I, on the dating apps, because I did the hinge stuff, you know, I, I was all over the place on those things. And it was uh, more often than not, you would see women saying, if you're a Trump supporter, don't bother. Really I, I, rarely <laughs> did I see did I see any woman say anything along the lines of like, you know, if you're a if you're a liberal dude, don't bother. Like, I didn't see a lot of that. It says some people complain that they're afraid to date or get married because they do not want to live the next 50-ish years of my life married to some weirdo. So generalization again. Yeah. I mean, last I checked, it wasn't us cutting our, our dicks off. That was them. Cut our dying our heads purple. We're not trying to sexualize the children. Like, I'm, I, is that is that the new standard of normal or rather weirdo? Yeah. Like, you don't that believe in children <laughs> being able to castrate themselves? You freak. How dare you? It's like, wait, what? Okay. It just sounds like everything they're saying is what they brought upon the society. Let's keep going with it. This is great. Florida and Texas have been ruined for everyone. Oh, yes. Such horrible places that Californians and New Yorkers are moving here in droves because it's just such a horrible place that even the illegals want to come here. I mean, yes, it's just we're, we're a horrible state. It says burning crosses everywhere. We're just doing lynchings left and right. What are you talking about? One family's va favorite vacation spot. Uh, now totally ruined. Not sure we'll ever go back. Which one, one family said. From which vacation spot? Florida. W like what ruined your vacation? 
Was there like a bunch of Trump supporters I think out there? Just like these douchebags yeah. sitting in a room talking about <laughs> things that ru- that's ruined for them. Tim, we're writing an article. Twenty five like things it. that they ruined. What else? Um, kissing. What? It works. Print it. Like it well, let's see. Doesn't make sense. Uh, free time is next. Free time. This How is do we ruin free take. time? This is a, this was an interesting take as a person who did not care much about politics, but things changed as they wrote. Um, so much busier than I was before, and I have a lot more enemies in my town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Trust in white people. Oh, yes, yes. Because like you said, prior, like we're the ones burning all the cities down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. A white person shared so many other white people see me and are now comfortable saying the most heinous racist <laughs> shit after knowing me for 10 seconds. Oh, my God. Has it ever happened? No. I know, like, I've never. No. I'm, like, no, I'm not. Okay. Not me. Well, trusting white people has been ruined. Uh, I, I identify of, with that. You you stupid whiteies. Oh, I can't with you. I can't. The name, you're so, you're good credit, and you're working good jobs and being successful and contributing so much to the taxpayer. Yeah, you horrible whiteies. Just what's wrong with you? The name Brandon has been ruined. <laughs> We all know why. Oh my God. You got to love internet culture though. That, that was one of the greatest things ever. The let's go Brandon thing. And you know, and liberals, they try and swat that back. It's like, you just, you, you can't, the left cannot meme. You just can't. What else? Uh, be naive. And <laughs> like, I don't understand. In a forthcoming post, one person shared, I thought we were making progress. We had a, we had elected a person of color and, and uh, two, two terms, but then the empire struck back hard. The Republicans' hero made made uh, made them unashamed of their hate. Oh my God! He brought all the cockroaches out of the woodwork. Love Trump's hate. I remember that. Love Trump's hate. Liberals are the most detestable types of just closed-minded bigots. And again, this this again, I'm, I'm going to say this. We saw the Trump campaign showcase this during the primaries. But it's whatever they accuse you of, they themselves are usually doing. So they talk about like for I'll talk about. I'm just, let me speak specifically to Twitter. Let me let me first clarify that specifically to Twitter. And that's where I'm plugged into currently. It's like the left can sit there and say like the right's just so full of hate. No, you don't like it when somebody slaps back at you. Like you, yeah. you throw all these punches, you make all these accusations, and then come to find out. I mean, look at the LGBT. How many of these people in the trans community are like, you know, we're not trying to like pervert your children and show them porn. And then how many of them get busted for child pornography? Uh, it it like happens. It happens a quite a lot. So it's just like the very same thing that they will accuse you or the right or anybody else of doing. They themselves usually are guilty of doing first. It's a classic tactic. We've seen these people do it repeatedly. But it just gets to a point where it's like, you know, we both know you're lying and we're getting kind of tired of it. Yeah. Stop. Stop this. Like, are you really like you don't you want to look at them? You just want to shake them. It's like you don't really believe what you're saying, do you? Like, please tell me you at least acknowledge in good faith that, you know, you're being this hypocritical, at least admit this. And they're like, well, uh, uh, uh." but half of my I genuinely think believe themselves. It's like, I'm not full of hate. I hope you die if you don't get the vaccine. Bro, (laughs) it's like, whoa, calm down there, Rambo. Jesus. All right. Next up is safety. We, how did we ruin safety? Someone expressed how the MAGA thing just made me look at people differently, more cynically. Uh, they added that they are skeptical of people and often uh, see them as selfish or evil. Isn't that politics in general? I kind yeah. of feel like that's politics in general. 
So none of these politicians ruined anything for anyone by being in office and, yeah. you know, getting well. us in $33 trillion <laughs> with the yeah. debt. Just do it at Okay. What so else? next up is conspiracy theories. Okay, that's no, that's fair. That is fair. That's the QA non wackos. See, many that's claim fair. that MAGA ruined conspiracy theories since they were wait isn't fun con- rabbit holes. What? Okay, hold on. Like originally, I agree with that, but conspiracy theories have always been rabbit holes. So yep. what to turn? So the idea of a conspiracy theory being a rabbit hole is what makes it fun. How did MAGA ruin that? If anything, they like magnified it with the whole QAnon nonsense, like follow the rabbit, you know, the white rabbit, all this other stuff. Like they added more to it. What are you talking about? Now I think it's dumb. I think a lot of it's dumb. But uh, to say that we ruined conspiracy theorism, I'd say we definitely, or at least MAGA, brought out more conspiracy theorists. I mean, we when did the flat Earth conversations first start happening? Like, seriously happening. They've been going on for a while. Really? Okay. I I think they became more popular as a... Due to social media. Yeah, more and more. They started having, like, the... uh, There was a Netflix series. It was called Under the Dome or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty interesting. It was just like... About Flat Earth? Yeah, it was a group of Flat Earthers who have a conference, and they talk about Mm -hmm. it, and they give all the reasoning and stuff like that. I just... I love the fact that you can sit there with your own telescope. You can literally go out and buy your own telescope and look at some of these planets... And they're round. Every single planet that you see is round, but no Earth. Earth is the only flat one. That's the only, and everybody's like, where's the curve? Where's the curve? It's like, you realize, like, from like 100 meters, you're not going to see a curve. It doesn't work that way. It's such, you know, the Earth is very broad. It's very big. You're not going to see a curve with the naked eye. Just doesn't work that way. Oh, well, it's ruined. Yeah, well, well, I guess we are flat. How come nobody's falling off then? There's no documentation. Like where? You can't get the past end? the Antarctic wall. Oh crap! Here we go. The Antarctic wall. Okay, get John Snow out there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I never knew me mother. <laughs> Patriotism has been ruined. Patriotism. A number of Reddit posters uh, also feel the shame. Oh, it's from Reddit. Of, yeah. Oh my being, god. Yeah. yeah. It's well. I mean, where are any of these from? They're. Oh, who knows? But the Redditors are just a crowd that every they ruin everything. They're just like, oh well, yeah, my life is ruined because you know so and so said. They're just they're they're nothing but like I I view Redditors as the catfish that you go and the, these lakes where the uh, you go to these seafood restaurants on the lakes and you have the catfish feeding food yeah. and you just walk out on the deck and you drop some and they just come up clamoring it. That's what Redditors are. It's like nah, I'm just gonna type them. I'm just so ugly. I'm so I'm unhappy. Well, that's yeah. that's uh, Red we ruined hats. we ruined Reddit. Red hats have been ruined. Ah, fair enough on that one. Yeah, I could see that. Because I mean, when you see a red hat, you instinctively think. But that's actually really good branding. Let's yeah. make no beat, no beat about it. Like the branding on that one was really good. How is that ruined red hats? For liberals, it's ruined red hats. Uh, well, well, I mean, well. they're pretty. I, I still have a shell shock red hat that yeah. I love. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like a MAGA hat. I never, I never wore a MAGA hat, though. I just, I wasn't into that. It wasn't my thing. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, it's more they of look an corny as hell. An it was an act of rebellion. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, so. I, well, to be fair, I also didn't, I don't wear DeSanta stuff. I had a blue MAGA hat. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Or the somebody I, sent us some. Yeah, it's I just don't like wearing political stuff. Like yeah. for a person, I like wearing satire, funny stuff. But for an individual politician, like I don't know, I do. I was uh, I was at the gym the other day, and I went to go get in my locker, and it was just a random locker. There was a Ron Paul 2012 sticker in there. I was like, yeah, this I guy dig gets it. it. This guy gets it. <laughs> Whoever was here, like this guy. Number one, this room is really old, but <laughs> this guy gets it. We could be friends. We could be friends. Yeah. Politicians so, have been ruined. Politicians have always been ruined. It's, I know, like. You're just saying stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're just pulling stuff out of your okay, ass at this okay. point. Parents have been ruined. Parents have been ruined? Yeah. 
We're like Republicans are just ruining everything. Like, how do we ruin parenting? Yeah. I'm saying, I'm sorry. You can't read your child, the book Flamer, where it talks about dudes giving each other head. I'm sorry. It's like, oh, well, you just ruined parenting. Nah. I'm, I'm sorry. We don't want grown homosexual men wearing clothing pertaining to women dancing and parading around who, by the way, look, and I've said this many times, if you're going to be a drag queen, you figure the, the, the concept to at least, unless I'm wrong on this, I don't go to drag shows, but I would, I would think that the goal is to look as authentically close to being a woman as possible, but they go the opposite direction. Now, yeah. I, maybe that's just the intent of it, which I would, I think that has to be, that has to be, but how do we ruin parenting like that we don't let you dress in drag we don't want you dressing in drag well, and parading around children does me, that ruin parenting let, like let i'm sorry or ultimately for leftists what they really is like i'm sorry you can't screw your kids i know that really upsets you i know that offends you and it probably does ruining parenting or ruin parenting but that's just yeah you can't have sex with your own kids okay or kids well, in general apparently um from ruined relationships with parents and cousins to friends <laughs> the mega republicans shattered what was once highly important. But there is an upside. I didn't realize how many people out there were complete idiots. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, my God. Had to knock a few people off of the Christmas list. Uh, you, well, you know what? That's fine. Because if that's what it takes it to, if, if it takes it to that level, okay. Like, I'm, I'm cool not being your friend. If, if yeah. you are that adamant about your liberal-esque beliefs that you can't even be my friend... I'm okay with that. I had a guy, he was, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I remember guy, him. he used to hang out with, and uh, he would, he sold pot <laughs> and like uh, sold cars and stuff like that. He didn't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, you Trump. He's like, I'm not going to hang out with somebody that's trying to take away my health care. I'm like, dude, you don't even pay taxes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. Anything so, else? Any, what else is on the list? Choice. Choice. Choice has been ruined. Uh, we just kicked Choice back down to the States. I'm not sure what you cried about on that one. Well, okay. Choice, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has been ruined. Oh, my God. Other people have been ruined. <laughs> the sky. The sky has been ruined. Yeah. Sense of peace. Sense of peace. Uh, has been Christianity. Christianity. Faith Liberals are Christian. Cults have been ruined. God, stop. <laughs> it doesn't say cults. It says cults. Cults have been ruined. Will you do me a favor? Will you text me that or will you email yeah. me that link? That's yeah. got to, we got to meme that. Guns have been ruined. Guns have been Social media has been, the looks have been ruined. Someone chimed in, me being able to be a bigger, bald, white guy who drives a truck without being associated with a-holes. Okay. In-laws have been ruined. <sighs> Normal, boring politics has been ruined. Uh, we got a $5 dono from Todd495. and says, watching a herd of red-ass baboons tearing up a gazelle in that geo is more interesting than what the left says. I mean, you got to admit, though, it is pretty damn funny. It's pretty damn funny that they sit here, and thanks for that $5 dono, by the way. They sit here and they cry about these things. It's like, you literally took time to sit there and develop this kind of a list and say, these are the things that the left or the right has ruined. It's like, man, you just wasted a lot of time, but you did give us a laugh, so thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, man, it's hilarious. That's, that's great, yeah. They've ruined Let's breathing. Let's see. They've, they've ruined walking. <laughs> I got to show you this. Well, real quick, um, Dan Bongino. And Michael Savage are going at it on Twitter. I shared that. Oh, my God. Like, Michael Savage. <laughs> I love Michael Savage. I'm sorry. Dan Bongino, this guy's a nerd. He's, I like picking on him now at this point. It, it's fun to get Dan riled up because Dan's on. he's got to be on so much juice. His roid rage is kicking in. Michael Savage put out a tweet yesterday saying, 
um, these these political pundits, like ex CIA guy, whatever, and a Secret Service nerd. It's like these are these guys aren't like anti swamp. You got rolled, and he was just basically saying these people have lied to you. Dan Bongino responds back, is like, "Fuck you, you fucking piece of shit." And I'm like, "Easy, Dan. He's an 80 year old dude. Like, stop threatening senior citizens. It doesn't make you look good." And he's like, he retweets me, he's like, "Are you still dealing death because of our last interaction?" I was like, "Dan, you're not a death dealer, bro." And so it's just like, bro, just just stop, stop. But they're going at it, and it does not make Dan look good at all. He's like sitting there cussing Michael Savage out. It's like, bro, this guy's 80. Like, let it go. And Dan gets so, and he hasn't blocked me yet. But I think he actually enjoys our going back and forth, too, because he blocks everybody else, but he doesn't block me. And I'm just jabbing Maybe. at him now for fun. It's fun for me. He probably knows. I know he knows who I am. He remembers me. So it's like, bro, I'm on your radar. It's great. It's great. I'm such an ass. I'm such an ass. I have to find it. Hang on. Uh, it's on Michael Savage. Uh, I think his, his Twitter is a Savage Nation, and I retweeted it as well. But get this, and thank you for all the, uh, damn, we got a lot more um, supporters on the Rumble. We got a lot more subscribers. Thank you. Um, I did an interview with Jeremy Redfern. He's Ron DeSantis' press secretary yesterday. I streamed it on the wrong Rumble channel. I'm sorry about that. But I will have the audio uploaded to the podcast later. But And I appreciate all the retweets, to include Jeremy himself. Um, but get the, I, I woke up this morning. This is the greatest thing ever. Like, this is honestly, this is the greatest thing ever. I love doing this. So in yesterday's interview, well, I'll just play the clip so you guys can hear it. Because this... And how many, I mean, so many of you listeners are veterans yourselves, you're combat veterans. So we were talking about deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. And in that discussion, it was like, you know, sometimes war can be fun. It can. We've described this many times. Well, here's the, here's the clip that I'm going to play for you. And this is during the interview. And listen to what this one reporter has to say about it. Let me, let me back it up here. Hold on. Here we go. This is Jeremy Redfern. Great interview yesterday. A lot of fun. Here we go. I, I think you and I as veterans can agree like war is war is actually hell. It really it really is. Um, oh, but it's so much fun sometimes. Oh, my I God. Mean, really, <laughs> <laughs> can, can we can we can we be honest? Like there are times like, bro, this is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I had some of the most fun. People, I think people that have never that sounds so bad to actually, say. I know, but I, people that have never deployed don't actually yeah. understand this, that yeah. when you when you're deployed. All of your all of your payments, you know, whether you whether you kept your house or you moved out. Yeah. You know. Okay, so that that was that. That that's all I said. It was just like, yeah, sometimes it can be pretty fun. Now, hopefully, this nerd reporter is why his name is David Badash. I've retweeted him, and listen to what he says. He says, "I dude, I love this. I love this so because I'm gonna make fun of this guy so much. Oh, I'm gonna meme the hell out of him." That's because I'm petty like that. He says, "This is the guy likely to be the White House." would be the White House press secretary if Ron DeSantis actually won the election. Think about that for a minute. War. And then he's put parentheses. So much fun. Such a rush. And so I just responded. It's like, you sit when you pee, don't you? <laughs> what a nerd. And he's getting absolutely just destroyed in the comments. Here, Rumble, I'm going to share the link with you right here. Now, I'm not saying, don't go report. Don't, no, I'm not saying that. But go look at this. Here's kick. Here we go. Here's the link. Let you guys in there, too. Uh, <laughs> Was he... The founder and editor of the Civil Rights Movement. Oh, I'm not sure. His name is David Badash. And you just take one look at this guy. It's like, oh, bro, you probably moan when you wipe, don't you? I was like, you do. You do. This guy, like, cries after yeah, sex. Yeah. Like, come on. Founder and editor of the New Civil Rights Movement, an award-winning news and opinion site established 2008. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are, sir. 
But the best part, though, is he's just getting absolutely rolled and dragged in the comments. Jeremy himself responded said uh, to his tweet. He said, have you tried cutting back on the soy? Another guy says, homosexuality is a sin. Uh, David is the type that shouldn't be allowed within 100 yards of a school or a park. And then one dude literally says, found you a chair and it's in a hotel room and the chair's in the corner and like meaning like you're going to watch your wife get cucked. Ouch. <laughs> oh, you got to love it, dude. It's like, this is, this is why your types go out. It's like, they just ruined social media. Yeah, because you deserve to be made fun of. You're sitting here as a beta dude making fun of two combat veterans. One was an infantry cat, and one was a dude that literally disabled bombs for a living. And you're sitting there trying to criticize them for saying sometimes war can be fun in a rush. Who are you to say such a thing? But this this is what social media has created. And then they wonder, it's like, why do you bully us so much? Because you deserve it. You bring this on yourselves. And I love doing it. I love it's fun picking on these people. Um, one person even said, be thankful for these types. They're the ones actually protecting you. Somebody says, can you try not being soft? Oh, it's, it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> did you sit on your wife's boyfriend lap to type this tweet out? Have you tried crying about it? It's just, it's so great. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's just getting drunk in the comments. People are like, I agree with them. Um, Nice to see things getting taken out of context. I'll take the warriors in our culture versus the eunuchs. <laughs> and then the best one is the okay is sergeant. He's a fan of the show. He's a great dude. He says, this is how cucked you sound right now. He's got a picture of a guy holding a phone and looking like really pissed off. Looking like he's filming his wife. Oh my God. It's great. It's great. One guy says, were you ever in the military? I would think not from your appearance, but I hate to assume. If not, you're punching above your weight class, you know, because they actually did stuff and you write tweets and look like you couldn't climb a hill without needing a breather. <laughs> oh, it's the greatest thing ever, bro. You, you just, you can't with the, You're writing on there, aren't you? you? You're writing a tweet response, aren't you? Oh, no, no. I got, I'm sending out an email. Sorry. Oh, okay. You're like over there. Like, he's like, you're about to go troll this dude, aren't you? No, 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 I will. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. It's it's the greatest thing ever to make fun of. They do again. They deserve it. They bring it on themselves. So I don't know. All right, let's get into the news. But before we do that, folks, hey, you know what time it is. Uh, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. If you've got trouble sleeping and you need help with that, we can help you. Our rack out gummies are 100% money back guarantee covered. It's just a melatonin and CBD combination. 15 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of melatonin. It's not only going to help you fall asleep, but stay asleep. Will you wake up feeling groggy sometimes if you take too much? Yes, that's why you got to find out where that happy medium is for you. And then you're going to get a great night's sleep. No, these will not fail a drug test. We 100% guarantee that. We've already got people in law enforcement, in the military, even then some of these three-letter agencies that we want to see abolished. Yes, that's right. I'll still serve them as well because money's money. Uh, even they are taking this and they haven't popped on a piss test. It doesn't happen. There's no THC. It's impossible to do. So again, check us out at shellshockcbd.com and go see the gummies section. It is the rack out gummies. And again, if you use code SAVAGE, you'll save yourself 10% off. What are you waiting for? You want a great night's sleep? This is the way to do it. We've had thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. You can be one too. What are you waiting for? Shellshockcbd.com, code SAVAGE, 10% off of the rack out gummies. All right, <clears throat> let's do this. Oh, my gosh. We need to get more culture in the show. I think we should bring back this day in history. Think we should do that? Oh, yeah. I, you know, because I, I did read a comment in the thread between Michael Savage and Bongino, and then, you know, Bongino's just straight up cussing this dude out. And then Savage is just like, he's like retweeting him, just like making fun of him. Um, 
you know, one guy, he commented, you know, I like Michael Savage because he talks on a variety of different topics. It's not just politics. And that's true. I, I do remember. I, I don't even, I've never heard of him. He, Michael Savage, he used yeah. to be big on AM rate. He was one of the pioneers. Like he wasn't as big as Rush, <clears throat> but he's a uh, very accomplished author, very accomplished conservative podcaster and radio host. He stopped doing radio. I forget why. Um, he's very abrupt. He's gloves off. This guy doesn't pull punches. Um, and he, he's got a very entertaining, I'd love to get him on the show. I, I've reached out. I'd love to be able to do an interview with him. But Michael Savage is one of the OGs and a lot of respect for him. And here's the thing, like, I don't hate Dan Bongino. Now I think I just like making fun of him because it's just like, it's fun for me. Like to see him get so worked up and animated and like, fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Yeah, I just, he gets I like, worked up quick. He does. You know, I, he gets I enjoy his Like I've been listening to his podcast for a while. I'm not saying he doesn't do any good. Clearly he does. Like, like he, I, don't, I don't hate he, Bongino, but he's kind of like, bro. Like you he's never uh, bashed. Any yeah. of the presidential candidates. He mm -hmm. said, Trump's my guy, blah, blah, blah. That's it. But mm -hmm. uh, I can know. respect that position. But my disagreement with him was the whole rumble thing and Shannon Joy because the perception's reality. And you cannot sit there and get offended by people when perception kind of looks like Rumble's favoriting a lot of now look at Rumble, folks. Remember all the people's like all you do is complain about Rumble. Now look at the homepage. It's fixed. It looks great. It's a variety of different streamers. It's not favoriting one single yeah. streamer. We made that happen. You and me, all of us, we made that happen. Rumble is a better experience now. I love what they're doing with it. You know, I made some suggestions. They've they've looked into some things, and they're very responsive. Now they've got Barstool Sports over there. Yeah. Rumble's established now. You were talking about buying stock. Might do it. I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see. Rumble's growing. Yeah, I think it's, it's just going to continue to... Uh, yeah. Now the new Rumble Creator Studio yeah. is launched. The problem is, though, I don't know how you and I can do it together at the same time. Like Shannon Joy, <laughs> Shannon Joy had me on the show. It is very easy to access with my phone and the app and stuff, but I don't know how to do it to where it's kind of like Streamlabs OBS, where I have two videos already in one picture. I might have to hit up, hit them up and be like, how do I add more cameras to the same shot? Uh, because I just don't know how. Otherwise, we'd be streaming on it right now. And apparently it has like, yeah, when somebody issues a donation, it comes up on the stream like Twitch used to do. Okay. Twitch still does. So it's a little bit more interactive over there. I do want to try and use it, um, but we got to learn it first. So we'll get it figured out. People are saying Rumble's gotten way better. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Kick, do me a favor, come over to Rumble. We're trying to build. We got 23,000 followers over here, uh, 561 people watching. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the ads are. I don't think I can turn the ads off on this. Like, apparently, when you try and turn tune into the show, it's giving you two back-to-back -back ads. Yeah, it's I want to do that with all the yeah like, all the content that's on there now. Maybe we should start running some ads with Rumble instead of True Social. True Social is dead. I can I can reach back out to Rumble and see if they're interested in running ads, some yeah. video ads. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know that Truth Social is going to make it. I don't think it is. It's on its. It doesn't have long left. So. But uh, I got two ads today for the first time. I, ha I had ads before the show started. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Those ads are like scams, not even real ads. I I, I only saw one yesterday on um, the lady who invited me over for the Stu Peters Network. Uh, they She streamed that last night at 8 p.m. Audio was a little choppy, but it was a good interview. A lot of fun. But yeah, I did see the ads over there. It was a little annoying. So, all right, let's get into the news, folks. Bam, bam, bam. Donald Trump wins New Hampshire primary after record GOP voter turnout. Trump continues to hold commanding lead over Nikki Haley. Uh, eight days after he crushed the competition in Iowa's low turnout Republican presidential caucuses, former President Donald Trump quickly defeated uh, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, his final remaining major rival for the GOP nomination in Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. Now, Nikki Haley hasn't been devoting a lot of time there. She's banking on South Carolina. 
but she refuses to concede. She's not dropping out. She I says, thought she spent a lot of time in New Hampshire. Not from what some of the, a lot of these articles are saying. She wanted to focus more on South Carolina, but when you get beat in your home state, it's over. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I would say this. Say, like, the first caucusing state was Florida. If DeSantis got beat by Trump in that one, it's like, bro, it's over. If you can't win your home state, even I would say that you might as well. I mean, if you want to stick it out, you know, <clears throat> I understand how some people are kind of like, I'm going to run this thing as long as I can. I said the same thing to DeSantis. I'll back him as long as he runs. That's fine. Um, and I say the same thing to Nikki voters. If you want to continue backing her until she drops, that's fine too. But there does come a point where it's like, if you lose, if you lost New Hampshire to that level, now it was, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I think DeSantis did the right thing <clears throat> by getting out early, mm-hmm. you know, not ruining his political. I mean, I think he's going to be, a, it. I don't see it as ruining. The only reason I could say, well, the, the turnout, by the way, um, the delegate count after New Hampshire right now is Trump 32, Nikki Haley 17, DeSantis 9, Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy 3. Delegates needed to win 1,215, remaining delegates 2,368. It's going to be who achieves that number first. It's undoubtedly going to be Donald Trump now at this point. But my my question, though, um, is why isn't she dropping out? And the only answer I can think of is she's trying to give him such a hard fight, like she's fighting for that VP slot. That, I that's all that. I can think of. I think she's just, just <clears> like <throat> if something happens to him. Mm-hmm. That she's waiting there in the wings, you know. Think I mean? so? I, that's the only thing I can think of because she's not going to beat him. I mean, even though, say, like that was the position she was going to take. If something happened to Trump, the Sanders could easily re-enter the race. Yeah, I don't think she would. I, I just don't see her as his VP. I don't know. Well, he did say he 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 was quoted as saying, "Whoever my VP, he said my VP pick is not going to surprise anybody." Now there is some people saying that he's alluding to somebody out of New York. It could be the lady we talked about before. I forget her name. Um, Elaine Stefanik. Yeah, she got the F rating, Liberty score. Could be her. I don't know. But he said it's not going to surprise anybody. <clears throat> so we'll see. So Mike Pence. <laughs> that, that would surprise a lot of people. It's like, all right, we're doing it again. I don't know. Nobody knows. Hillary Clinton. Did, did you, oh, my God. He already called her a beautiful person again. So who knows? More than likely. Did you see where Carrie Lake blasted that one dude, that uh, RNC representative in Arizona trying to buy her off? Oh, yeah. You see that? Yeah. I don't, how, do you think that's true or not? Probably. I, don't, I think they staged it. You think so? I think so. You're going I, to Carrie Lake. You're going to Carrie Lake of all people. And you're here's the deal. This, this is the way I look at it. <clears throat> uh, maybe she's been paid off before and he thought maybe it, w- it would work. Thank you. That's what I was. Why would you feel comfortable yeah. going to someone with that position, with that level of influence, with that level of uh, following, if you will, that could blast you? And she did. It's just like. Something seems off. I, I would I, think that I, at first, but then if she called him out on it and told everybody about it, then yeah. like, okay, well, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's like something's rotten in the state of Denmark. I don't know. On there? Even, even there's like, I saw some other people retweeting it. It's like, mm, something smells fishy here. But here's the deal. Regardless, she's got him on tape. All right, he should be punished. He should be punished. Yeah. But from the audio, dude. Basically, in paraphrasing, he was talking about, like, what's your number? And so there's some really powerful people that don't want you running right now. And they want you to bow out, give it two or three years, then do your thing. And then you've got Steve Bannon out there, this scumbag. And he's like, well, you know, I look at the Sanchez campaign. It might it might be them. I'm like, dude, are, <laughs> this guy is a bona fide idiot. Steve Bannon is a moron. Like, how anybody in MAGA ever, like exemplify this. He's a moron. You're a moron. If you check the DeSantis, it could have been that. Like, dude, shut up. DeSantis people want to buy out Carrie Lake? 
That makes absolutely no sense, but okay. They're just looking for some kind of scapegoat. It's anything that they can, you know, paint the enemy as bad. And it's like, MAG is, is nothing but good. It's like, this is just ridiculous. This, just stop it. Stop it. Stupid. Stupid. But you, I, I, when, I, when I heard him say this, I was like, at first I thought it was like an AI thing. I was like, ah. But then I'm like, that's something he would say. He yeah. says dumb things all the time. So, I don't know. But... Next article comes to us from Breitbart. And, of course, Breitbart is a pro-Trump uh, media mouthpiece. But it said, calls grow louder for Haley to drop out of the GOP primary. And she's not. She's already said she's in it. She's staying through South Carolina. We'll see. Uh, demands grew louder for Governor Nikki Haley to drop out. Uh, many Republicans believe Haley should leave the race uh, so all available GOP resources can be allocated towards defeat. Well, hold on. Nikki Haley's donors are like majority Democrat, I think, at this point, or at least big Democrat donors. What did it say? Like seventy percent. Seventy percent. Yes. Did you read that? Yeah. It was like seventy percent of what? Read it out. Like finish it. Uh, it was. I don't have the article in front of me, but it was like seventy percent of her. The people who voted for her weren't registered Republicans. Seventy percent were Democrats. Dude. I don't know if they were Democrats. Well, Democrats, independents, non-Republicans, non-Republicans. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> but I did see Bro. those videos of the people who. On CNN and MSNBC, I think we're talking about how they were Democrats and they registered Republicans mm-hmm. to vote for Nikki because <clears throat> they don't want Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a big issue. Uh, yeah, that's a very big issue. But she lost <clears throat> pretty handedly. I mean, if that's all her votes. No, I don't think they're actually voting in favor of Nikki. Like I no, said, I like, think, yeah, uh, like in 2020, they're just voting against Trump. Yeah. So and I saw I think it was Dana Lausch or somebody else had, had talked about this briefly. They skimmed over it. And they're, they're hitting on the point that I'm, I'm thinking here as well. It's like, if you're not pulling moderates and independents, you're going into this with a broken leg. It's like, this is this is not good. So, I mean, Trump split the GOP in Iowa. We clearly see 51%. 49 didn't want him. Now with Haley. And again, this is New Hampshire, though. It is a smaller state. Let's keep that in mind. It is also a northern state. We'll see. But at the same time, if you're not unifying the GOP... You're ruining things. You're ruining things. It's it's going to be Trump's going to walk into this, this 2024 election... MAGA just, just keeps ruining things. <laughs> number 28. Elections. They're ruining elections. <laughs> Caucuses. Number 29. <laughs> bread. They ruined bread. What else has MAGA ruined? You ruined bread. Oh, my God. Um, congratulations, real Donald Trump, on your 2024 New Hampshire party win. House Conference Chair Elise Stefanik posted. Everybody think it's her. Ron McDaniel tells Nikki Haley to drop it. Ron, shut up. Oh God, you should terrible. you should be fired. Now, isn't it interesting how she gets Trump's endorsement? She's still there. Ugh. Massive, massive GOP disappointment in her handling, in her leadership or lack thereof, and she's still there. And then Republicans will sit there and bitch, moan, and complain and whine, and yet nothing changes. Leadership's not changing. Nothing's changing. Then how do you expect change? I'm I'm curious to this. If you're watching on Twitter, do me a favor. Hit that retweet button. We're trying to keep it pretty PG on the show today. Because uh, <laughs> this Dom LaCour guy, Dom Luker, who, who, who's this clown? Have you seen this guy? He's melting down right. over there about being demonetized. He's he's the guy that does the, you've been chosen to be exposed. And his investigations, quote unquote, go literally nowhere. Nowhere. And he's he's been on this kick now about how his channel has been demonetized. He's very upset. And it's like, how much money were you making? And all he talked about was like, my last paycheck was $300. Like, you know, you can't make a living off of Twitter. This guy's got like a million followers. It's like your engagement is, it's horrible. And the Dan Bongino was complaining about this. 
And it's just very interesting because Ashley St. Clair, who I'm not a big fan of either, goes in there and says, well, you're posting links that are taking people off of Twitter. It's like, you're not going to make ad revenue off of this. And she breaks this down and it makes perfect sense. Like you've got to post better content. And Bongino just slaps back and is like, yeah, well, you know what? I got 5 million followers. I don't think it's that, but thanks anyway. It's like, dude, why don't you put your ego down for a second? Why don't you put the, put the juice needle down for a second and listen to someone that, number one, is younger and smarter than you at this game. And plus, Elon literally goes in there and tells her, exactly. The owner of the platform is telling you, Dan, and you're still not listening. Somebody smack that guy. What's wrong with you? But I love, you know, I, the only thing I complain about is the censorship. But we don't, like, I think my last paycheck, like, Dan Bongino's got 5 million followers on Twitter. I've only got, like, 15,000. I'm getting, like, at least uh, a third of what he's getting in, in revenue. <laughs> like, I got paid, like, 130 bucks. And I'm like, thanks? I, mean, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'll probably just put it in Twitter ads, I guess. I don't know. Buy two things from the grocery store. There you go. That, that'll fill up half a tank again. <laughs> thanks, Biden. But these people are, like, complaining about this. It's like, is this really? Don't you have a job? Don't you have something else to do? Like, start a business. This is, this is what I'm telling you. Like, you have such a massive following. You're an idiot for not starting a business because then you've got direct consumer marketing via your Twitter. That's the best thing out there. But what do, they, what do they care more about? Ad revenue. I'm just like, bro, that is chump change compared to what you could be making if you have your own company. But nope. I mean, all right. So I just... Same Dom. Dom Lucre, L-U-C-R-E or whatever. You know, I've listened to some of his interviews and I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't get this guy. I just don't get this guy. So I don't know. I don't know. But it's funny to me. It's like, do you really care that much about the ad revenue? I was like, shouldn't you be doing it because you actually believe in the cause? But he also went on this big anti-Muslim tirade, like talking about it was the Muslims that did this. And I think he was he was supplementing the word um, Jew with Muslim because all the examples are normally examples you list when referencing Jewish people from an anti-Semitic standpoint. He said Muslims. I'm like, uh, bro, I was oh, I see it. the Muslims are trafficking children in New York through their mosques. And yeah. X knew I was about to reveal this information. I'm currently being yeah. sued and censored. Oh. Yeah. He just, he just goes off. He goes off on this and it's like, dude, I, I don't know. Y'all need to like grow up. This is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So but I'm not gonna last one say, I love Twitter. I love Twitter, bro. The entertainment value. Oh, it's great. It's the Walmart of websites. Isn't it? <laughs> is that what you said? Did you make that up? Uh, I haven't heard it before. But Twitter is the is Walmart it? of web. I love it. It's like people of Walmart. You just go in there. It's like, oh, some of you people made me feel really good about myself. Like really good about myself. So, oh my God. <laughs> uh, New Hampshire primary results. Donald Trump, Joe Biden win the Granite State. Pollster Lee Carter joined Fox News to describe the voter response uh, to post-primary speeches by Nikki Haley and Donald Trump on Wednesday. Trump carried the New Hampshire. Now, here's the thing, though. Trump carried New Hampshire primary by a sizable margin Tuesday night, securing 54% of the vote to Haley's 43%. Nevertheless, Haley has vowed to stay in the race through this upcoming South Carolina primary. That's 10% difference. That's, that's not a small margin. If DeSantis would have had that, minus or barring Vivek and Haley, he'd still be in this race. Haley's going to stay in with this. I mean, he's still got the delegate count. He's still far ahead on that one. But I get why she's staying in. At the same time, though, it's just like, look, Nick, like you lost your home state. So I think she's pushing hard in South Carolina. 
unless you can close that gap, that's the three-state parlay right there that you've lost. It's time to, like, at that point. You know, I even said the same thing to Ron DeSantis. Like, if he wants to stay into South Carolina, because I figured he'd go New Hampshire, South Carolina. Let's see. If you lose all three by that kind of a spread, yeah, I think at this point it's time You're to hang it up. You're just wasting money? You're just wasting money. Well, I mean, they've already got the money. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like you're wasting donor money. Is it really wasting it if they donated for you to do that? And then it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're backing out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's not wasted money. But people try, like, they try, say, for example, where's the stop to steal money? Over $200 million was raised. Where's it at? What a handsome question. What a handsome question. If Charlie Kirk and the rest of them want to talk about all the money that Ron DeSantis <laughs> owes the GOP, uh, I'm like, where's the stop to steal money, Kirk? Did it go towards... Uh, Ali Alexander, who orchestrated that, yet didn't serve a single day in jail. Nick Fuentes. These, these people are working for the feds, man. I'm telling you. They're working for the feds. Nick Fuentes? Oh, absolutely. Literally told people, go into that capital. Yeah. Nothing happened to him. Why? Weird. What happened to Ray Epps? Nothing. Probation. $5,000 fine. Did you see the transcript from it? No. Uh-uh. I basically said, his attorney was like, he's not innocent. Uh Something, something, but yeah, that's how he just ended up with 30 or one year probation. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Slap on the wrist. Meanwhile, people that did the same thing 20 years, 30 years. Folks, okay. the lack of sentencing tells you everything. John Dodo from Gore says, when you're doing some fireside readings again, I came across Heredius and the Bridge by Thomas Babington McCauley. It's amazing you would like it. Loving the show on my lunch breaks. Being- <laughs> I'll check that book out. Oh, my God. I was drinking 1920 brand mojito last night out of a Tipsy's wood tankard using shell shock. Damn. I was actually drinking the our mojito mix last night. Sheila made me mojito. Yeah. 1920brand.com. It's good. It is. It is very good. Charlie Crook looks like Megamind. He does look like <laughs> Megamind. <laughs> this good is the mojito home. mix, folks. This is from us, 1920brand.com. This is, We make this American-made, Texas-made. This stuff is delicious. A little bit goes a long way. I think a bottle is like, what, 30 25 bucks? Yeah, something like that. Last you, what, 16? 16, 16 drinks, you could actually make it last longer. Again, 1920brand.com, 1920brand.com. You should check it out. Um, here, let's go ahead and do the soundbite real quick, talking about the uh, voter turnout for New Hampshire. This comes to us from Fox News. Let's listen to what they have to say. It's loading. Building your online business? Oh, come on. Doing a stupid ad. Go to Wix.com. Here we go. Inching closer to the GOP nomination with his win in New Hampshire last night. And Fox News voter analysis shows Trump winning by a landslide among voters whose top priority is immigration. The former president yeah. also won the voters who prioritized the economy, but by a smaller 9% margin. And 60% of voters supporting abortion rights picked Nikki Haley. 38% yeah. picked Donald Trump. In focus, Lee Carter, a polling expert who also serves as president of Maslansky and Partners. Great to see you. First of all, let's get into that. What's going on with the abortion argument for each of them? Because that's where there is some daylight, perhaps. I think, you know, what's interesting is Nikki Haley like is, is pro-life. Mm-hmm. And so, but she's still getting the, the, 
the, the, the, the pro-choice support. And Donald Trump has said about his candidacy, he says he knows <laughs> that this is a big issue for Republicans, so he's going to be able to address it. I don't think he's come up with that solution yet, so I think this is an issue to watch, and it's going to be really important for whatever the Republican candidate is to do to get this right, because independent voters, this is so, so, so critical. Listen to this right now, yeah. independent women say that one of the primary reasons they're going to go to the polls is to protect their right to abortion. All right, I want to get into what you brought us special for the focus today. Uh, this is Nikki Haley last night. And every single thing that Donald Trump has said or put on TV has been a lie. I want to cut Social Security and raise the retirement age. I never once said that. Not once. If anything, we're going to make it solvent so that no one lives in fear. He said that I don't want to have a border wall. I never said that. I said you can't just do a border wall. You got to do all these other things that are going to stop the, what's happening at the border. He says that I love war. Quite the contrary. You don't have a husband that's in the military and love war. But if he's going to lie about me, I'm going to tell the truth about him. All right. And I do want to make a correction for our team there. That was Monday night. I know because I went to Trump's rally yeah. and hers. Uh, give us the grades on that. Democrats got. Well, you you do it. Yeah. So the Democrats were that blue line. They gave they gave Nikki Haley an A. I think that's fascinating. Independents, the yellow line gave them a C plus. Well, Republicans gave her a D. Now, so many people ask the question, why don't these candidates attack Donald Trump more? Why don't they go after him more? Here's why. All right, I've heard it enough. resonates and galvanizes. <sighs> She does make a very good point there in regards to independence and why independence are so important and so crucial. She's not wrong on that one. <clears throat> She's definitely not wrong. Nikki's, I mean, I will give this to her. Like, the woman's going to fight. She's going to fight to the end. But I still, like, what is the end goal? It can't be, she can't seriously think she's going to win. Unless, I mean, she's got, she's got so much Democrat support and she knows this. Yeah. I don't know. Money? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Rumble chat, what do we think? Do me a favor, if you love the show so far, hit that locals, hit that locals button, go support us over there. Is it, are, is, is subscribing on locals the same as subscribing on Rumble? Or are those two different things? Like if you subscribe on locals, do you become a subscriber on Rumble or is it one or the other? I wasn't sure. What a handsome question. I don't know. I don't know. Of course, she's just running interference against Trump, potentially. But it's the interference she's running, though, it's with Democrat support. She's not bringing in a lot of conservatives. She's what if she runs as a Democrat? No, she's she's got such a various weird... Her position is like she's kind of leaning pro-choice, but she's got neocon tendencies in regards to her foreign policy. So it's like, what the hell are you now? Like, I don't even know what you are. Like, the political lines are just so all over the place. Like, as far as, like, determining which political camp she's in, it's like, I don't even know anymore. It's It's very hard right. to, to say. I think she's trying to say that she's trying to utilize this Trump position of saying we've got to be more um, bending of the knee on pro-choice. That's what's losing us elections. So I think she's doing that for the sake of winning. I, I sincerely feel that's true. But as far as everything else in regards to intervention into Ukraine, China, Taiwan, it's like, you know, you're still a neocon. Yeah. Like, no, no. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It'd be a hard pass for me. Oh, my God. That's so funny to me that people like they'll they'll continuously say it's like well so if you're not if Trump takes you're not voting Trump over Biden it's like nope and it's like well that's just you're throwing your vote away it's like well, okay let's put it this way if again like we said if Nikki Haley got the nomination would you vote for her absolutely not it's like so then what's the difference it's like it's literally no different it's literally no different um, John how does one subscribe on Rumble I only see the locals maybe that's it 
We appreciate that because I do see the subscribe option under the chat. Maybe it is on locals. Subscribe USD. Um, you can do it via Rumble, I think desktop. I'm not sure. Hmm. Locals is meant for a closer chat. I also want to start streaming on locals as well. Another indicator of where we're at politically, Bill Mayer weighs in on 2024. He says, it's not right or left. It's normal versus crazy. Now, again, these are the conditions that Trump's going to be up against that could work in his favor because you're seeing, again, those on the left that are so adamantly against Joe Biden because he's a horrible president. So we'll see. Rumble side is just a regular follow. Subscribe button on the desktop is right under the chat window. Um, Is there a pot? Can you do it on the mobile device? Is there an option on the mobile device? Because I think most people utilize the mobile device when watching. Like, for do me a favor. If you're in the chat and you're watching this on a television, press one. If you're watching this on your phone, press two. I'm just curious on this. And also, are you getting the notifications? I want to make sure on that one as well. Um, later, Liz. I have, I know I have desktop. Um, <clears throat> two, two, one. A lot of twos so far. Yeah, a lot of twos. So, lot, yeah, those twos aren't going to be able to hit that button. Ah, yeah. Bill Maher, comedian and host of Real Time with Bill Maher, declared 2024 as the year of sanity during a show. <laughs> okay. He highlighted the need to return to a rationality um, uh, in American politics, emphasizing that the real divide is between normal versus crazy rather than left versus right. I think it's a little bit of both, quite honestly. I think it's a little bit of both. When you say normal, are you saying women can be men and men yeah, can be women? Yeah, is exactly. that normal? Because Bill was or a liberal. Crazy? He's a classic liberal. Yeah. So it's like, where is his, where's his Overton windows parameters at? Because I, I kind of feel I'm like- We have to start there. Yeah. If we're going to talk about what's normal, what's not normal. Because yeah. if, if, we're, if we're off on that, then we're not going to be- all, I fully agree. I, I fully there's, agree. There's going to be any- uh, at, this, there at this point, if we can just get even classic liberals to say, yeah, men and being men trying to be women is insane. It's like, okay, we at least have some common ground. Right. Because I feel like that's one of the bigger reasons of where this insanity spawns from. Economics be damned. We we can all be on the same page as far as economics go, because you cannot deny the political or the uh, the economic science behind that. But as far as culture, bro, come on. There is no way that you can sit there and say that, you know, it's 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 crazy versus uh normal. And then what's your definition of crazy? Right. Like the drag queen it's stuff. It's crazy wearing a red hat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're like, there's 27 things that they that they listed. Like well, Bill Maher has also been very, very critical of Trump and the rest of them. Like he's, he's, a, he's like the Ben Shapiro of the left, but I'm not going to say he's intelligent, but he is a little bit somewhat more fair. He wasn't always. He's actually come around a lot in recent times. Like Bill Maher is a good metric. And that's what I say with a lot of these people. If you want to get where certain demographics are politically in their process, look at people like Bill Maher, who represents the classic liberals. When you see him shift a little bit more conservative, you can see this is, again, these are moderates. They are moderate on the left. Like, they're not happy. They're not satisfied. You're seeing this. Because before Bill Maher, he's done interviews to where he just shuts Republicans down. Now it's like, let's actually have a conversation because clearly there's some, some, some ground here. And it's, it's been very incredible to see. Um, and I, I haven't even read this article yet. So he said he highlighted the need. Uh, okay. But Mar pointed out various issues. He deemed irrational advocating for a middle ground that is socially liberal, but not excessively woke and fiscally responsible, but not unkind. Let's listen to what bill has to say on this. Cause again, I have not listened to the show. Um, and like I said, he's a metric for a lot of these people are going to stand. And finally, new rule for 2024. America has to go back on its meds. <laughs> you know, over the holidays, I saw a lot of people. And I asked them all the same two questions. One, have you seen Woody Harrelson, He's My Ride? Yeah. 
<laughs> and two, if I said, let's make 2024 the year of blank, what would you say? I was surprised. They all said the same thing. Sanity. Let's make this the year of sanity. Everybody thinks we've gone bonkers. And a lot of it is because the far ends on both left and right have gotten way too much attention, which begs the question, how do you suck all the oxygen out of the room and still not get any to your brain? <laughs> I, I feel like it wasn't that long ago when you could watch cable news for a day and not get the impression that this whole place was totally batshit. That simply was not America. Florida, yes, but not America. <laughs> So let's examine what makes sane people feel this way. Sane people who are, after all, still the vast majority and who are the ones who, I assume, just voted me the most trusted man in America. That is a real headline. Thank you. Just call me Billy Cronkite. Anyway, what does, what does strike a sane person as crazy? I don't know, if you can ask me, I would start with the fact that I still occasionally see someone driving alone with a mask on. This is true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> who, who do they think they're going to get it from? The lady in the next car putting on her makeup? <laughs> or... All right, so Bill, Bill continue doing this. It's his shtick. He does it. Makes things funny. It's like, I get it. I get it. But I think he's right on this. Like, I still I still see people driving alone in their car with their masks on. I yeah. still see it. And like... Walking down the street by well, themselves with a mask on. I'm like... <laughs> he's like, why? What's the point? Why are you doing this? Why are, why are you doing this? There's no need. Window, I'm like, read the Cochrane study, stupid. <laughs> Nerd. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of people getting paid off or attempting to pay people off, Lauren Boebert, she's in the news over this. You see this one? No. Lauren Boebert claims Nikki Haley tried to buy her out in a double maxed out check claim. This comes to us from MSN.com, uh, Tag24. Um, on Tuesday, Boebert told Real America's Voice that Haley has tried to win her over on several occasions. Nikki Haley has come to my campaign in the past trying to offer support and even donations, which I declined, Boebert said. Her staff was absolutely shocked that anyone would turn down a double maxed out check from her, she added. But I didn't want Nikki Haley's support. And this was years ago before she even considered challenging President Donald Trump. So I like how this, this headline is trying to buy you out. She's donating to your campaign. So by that logic, then everybody who donates to you is trying to, quote unquote, buy you out? Maybe. I mean, come on. I is, mean, that, that, is that how it works, though? Well, yeah, there are some like people it? that, well, campaign donations have a max that you can do, but that's also why they set up various different ones because you had DeSantis's Never Back Down pack. This other one, I forgot what it was. But- you know, something like that. It's like, you're going to have to prove that. How are they trying to buy you out? So just a donation in and of itself, that's not a buyout. That's just them donating to you. So her claims came right before Haley suffered a defeat against Trump in New Hampshire primary. Now you got to remember, Boebert is also a Trump person. Like she's a massive Trump. So she's going to do what she can to torpedo Trump's opposition, um, which means trying to conflate certain meanings. It's like whole George Santos' thing of, I'm Jewish. It's like, no, you're not. It's like, no, I'm Jewish. It's like, no, you're not Jewish at all. Like, no, no, no. I was Jewish. Like, I was kind of like raised Jewish-like. It's like, dude, you're doing a play on words here. And you know what you're saying is inauthentic. It's a lie. So 
Boebert, who's running for re-election for, uh, to Congress, announced last month that she is now running to represent Colorado's more conservative 4th Congressional District, switching from the 3rd District. She screwed that up enough. Now she's like, well, bounce it to the next one. Uh, she has since ramped up her far-right rhetoric and steadfast allegiance to Trump. Um, New Hampshire is the live free or die state. Nikki Haley's campaign is not about freedom, so it is going to officially die there, and it can't happen soon enough. Again, um, this is just once more. We're seeing the politicians going out there and pledge fealty to Donald Trump, doing what they can to say, look, I'm helping. I helped. I threw a punch at Haley. I'm with you. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Great news here. Greg Abbott praises soldiers holding the line after Supreme Court border loss. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott praised soldiers still fervently monitoring the southern border and employing razor wire in the aftermath of a divisive Supreme Court decision. On Monday, the high court in a five to four vote ruled the federal agents could remove razor wire that Texas installed along a stretch of U.S.-Mexico border. As a lawsuit continues to be litigated, Border Patrol agents can, for now, cut wire placed along the banks of the Rio Grande. The decision was swayed by conservative Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who sided with the court's three liberal justices uh, to provide a temporary victory for a Biden administration that has faced heavy criticism due to the heavy flow of migrants being encountered at sites like Eagle Pass. Federal border agents encountered up to 2.5 million migrants in total last year, according to the data from Customs and Border Protection, surpassing the previous record high from a year earlier. Good grief. How many do you think it really is? I don't believe what they say at all. It's got to be more. Like you said before, whatever number they give you, increase it, because that's probably the truth. By like, what, four? I don't know, man. It's got to be like 15. I would say somewhere between 15 to 18 million. If I I had a guess. insane, yeah. America cannot sustain this. They don't know. We cannot sustain this economically. Gore with a $1 dono says, buying out John for two minutes, hold my pocket, dance, monkey's dance. (laughs) Thank you for the $1 dono. Appreciate everybody that subscribes and uh, supports the Rumble stream. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. I, I was really, I was a little nervous. I didn't think Abbott would actually hold the line on this one. I figured like maybe it was just kind of a show of force. They're holding the line. I, I hope they maintain this posture. I really do. It's Same. a good posture to have. Yeah. I feel like more Americans are in favor of this. Uh, even people from other states are like, good, hold the line. It's time the state stood up against the federal government. It's turned to a bullying government. And this is the Constitution. You know, Ed Krasenstein, that moron. He gets out there on Twitter and he's just kind of like, explain me the difference, how rebelling about against the Supreme Court would be no different than states saying that we're not going to respect Roe v. Wade, we're just going to do our own things. Like, well, here's the difference, Ed. One is national sovereignty, which is the federal government's responsibility. It's literally in the founding document. So the SCOTUS can rule in favor of Biden's administration. It's unconstitutional. It's clear as day. So screw the SCOTUS. It's in the Constitution. You cannot, you cannot interpret it any differently. It literally talks about the sovereignty of the nation, the welfare, the tranquility, the safety. That's just in the preamble. You can get down to that. I think it was like article. I forget which article it is. You can go down there and look at it. And it literally describes the border, not border per se, but it goes into depth on the safety of the American citizens. It's on the, it's the role of the federal government. Partially it is. So you're kind of like, Ed, the Supreme Court gets it wrong sometimes. That's why you have the balance of the judges or you, t- you try to. So when they make an unconstitutional call, I'm sorry, they're still wrong. They are still wrong. And here's the deal. You cannot sit there 
and tell me that some judges that are sitting up there in their ivory towers can make a ruling that leaves our southern border open and endangers and jeopardizes American citizens. I would tell you to beat beat sand. I don't care what you have to say. Yeah. That is Texas's sovereign right to defend itself from this invasion that the federal government insisted happened when they said, come on. They encouraged it. They encouraged it. They're putting people on planes and spreading yeah. them out all over the country. So I don't care what the SCOTUS has to say. This is unconstitutional. The system has failed. They were wrong. That's all there is to it. these illegals were showing up in their neighborhoods that they would have a different opinion? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Amy Coney Barrett went to the mailbox and saw a family of yeah. uh, illegals yep. setting up a tent in front of her house. She'd yep. be like, what's that? Rick, the subs guy, the $1 dono says, I'm wondering what took Abbott so long to do that. that I've been saying that this whole time. What took you so long? Glad you're doing it. I think it's because it. It's, it comes to the Boiling le- point. Le- legality of things because it's supposed to be the federal government that handles that. Not the Texas taxpayers. Yeah, but this has been going on for years, though, man. This has been going as, bu- as far yeah, back under, as Trump, so it's like, what's taking you so Trump's long? Under Trump's administration, it was like at the lowest it had been, I don't know, ever. The crossings were, but the deportation wasn't. Actually, Obama deported more than Trump, but I don't care about that. What I care about, though, is where has Abbott been? Yeah. Like, he did Operation Lone Star. We spent millions. He fundraised millions on that, and nothing got done. Now it finally is. So it's like, what the hell? Why now? That's that's the question, and I think it's a very that's a very honest and earnest question. Yeah, like what's what caused you to actually finally grab up or nut up, grab your balls and do something? I'm curious because you had years and you've done nothing, nothing. Literally, you had National Guard being paid for through Texas taxpayers out there patrolling, watching migrants walk by, and just literally reporting, and nothing's being done. What's the point? There's no point. But I'm glad to see you finally did it. Yeah, I'm glad to see he's holding the line. I hope I hope he continues to. So we'll see. Um, Texas National Guard, what's up? Yeah, same. Texas uh, National Guard continues to hold the line in Eagle Pass. Texas will not back down from our efforts to secure the border in Biden's absence. This is tweeted out from Greg Abbott, January twenty third. So that was yesterday. The Texas National Guard. Um, on a video posted by CBS News, Camilo Montoya Galvez appears to show Texas National Guard soldiers attaching copious amounts of razor wire to be erected at Eagle Pass. Hell yeah! That's how it should be. I stand with Texas, wrote Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene on X. Oh, God, shut up, Marjorie. Like, you don't, you don't do any cause any good. Just be quiet. Speaking of conspiracy theories, it's Jewish space laser herself over there. <laughs> Abbott has drawn national attention been praised and scrutinized for his handling of the influx of migrants. Some of that criticism has resulted from a state busing approximately 80,000 migrants to Democratic-controlled cities like Chicago, New York, for the past year and some change. You know, it's just, it's sad about that. It's so sad that he's only been doing this for like a year and some change. And I do I do appreciate the help DeSantis gave him as well, and DeSantis has been doing it too. It, you've only been doing it for a year and some change, and you're already, ca- Eric Adams has already caved in New York. And you're just sitting here laughing at these people. It's like, you didn't want the border closed. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're a sanctuary state, blah, blah, blah. And then we give you a few thousand and you destroy yourselves. Oh, yeah. You can't even handle it. And I'm like, and so Eric Adams trying to sue these busing charter companies. It's just, it's, oh, it's peak level irony. Like we got we to gotta deal with this Canadian border. Now we got to deal with this. Yeah. All the Canadians coming across. Oh, wait, they don't do that. They don't do that. Bro, it's just, it's hilarious at this point. An editor, uh, editorial in the Houston Chronicle, Texas' largest daily newspaper, referred to Abbott as a coward and embarrassment for how he's handled the situation at the border and politics associated with it. 
Criticism ramped up when Customs and Border Protection officials were allegedly prevented from aiding six migrants in distress who were attempting to cross the Rio Grande River on January 12th, some of whom drowned. The governor also has policy proponents such as former Yuma Border Patrol Chief Chris Krenklem, or Chief Chris Clem, excuse me, who said the Supreme Court's ruling may just be a temporary setback and should be used by conservatives as a strong political message. It hurts right now, but let's play the long game because the Supreme Court ruling set the president, Clem told Fox News on Tuesday. Think about this. Three of the four border states in the southern border are run by Democrat governors who really aren't enforcing the law. Texas is. Where there's a change in administration, hopefully, as soon as this upcoming election, we are going to use those precedents to go ahead and do what we need to do to secure the border. So here's the other thing. We need to start preparing and planning for just in case Trump does not win the election. What if it is another Democrat winning that election? Texas needs to continue this. Don't stop. Because if another Democrat wins the presidency, don't expect that border to get closed. It's not. You just need to do it. You just need to do it. There's no other way around this. That's the thing. Democrats just do things. It's time the Republicans do as well. This being one of them. Close the border. Shut the border down. Put up the razor wire. Leave them in the street. If they drown, they drown. You knew what you were doing. Sorry, sucks. That's the way it works. Welcome to America. I'm over this nonsense. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, We got Iran in the background. The U.S. and Iran are dangerously close to confrontation in the Middle East, and here's where they operate. This comes to us from CNN. Uh, We're watching Iran and Pakistan right now trading blows. The Middle East is on fire. It's we've got Ukraine and Russia. You've got Israel and Palestine. You've got Iran and Pakistan. You got Yemen and Israel. It's it's a powder keg again. It's a powder keg. But then again, when is the Middle East not a power keg? Powder keg. It's, it's always this way. But you know what protects us? Powder keg repellent, which means stay the hell out of those affairs because they don't concern us. Not our problem. Abu Dhabi, uh, the war between Israel and Hamas has already spilled over to a wilder Middle East with prospects of a confrontation between regional and world powers becoming ever more likely. This also includes the attacks Iran has made on U.S. forces on American bases throughout Iraq and other places like this is from Iran as well. And Iran, who also facilitated the October 7th slaughter of over 1,400 Israeli citizens and other citizens, world citizens, if you will. Across the region, the fighting has largely been confined to tit-for-tat attacks between Iran-backed militias on one side and the U.S., Israel, and its allies on the other. But the direct intervention of both Iran and the U.S. in recent weeks has heightened fears that the proxy conflict between the two could turn into a direct one. So far, the U.S. and Iran have avoided directly confronting each other. The U.S. has attacked Iranian-backed groups in Yemen, Syria, and Iraq, while Iran-linked groups have targeted American personnel in Iraq, Syria. Tehran has also struck... What is said were anti-Iran groups in Syria, or excuse me, anti-Iran groups in Iraq, Syria, and Pakistan. Pakistan responded with retaliatory strikes. The Islamic Republic, which has long opposed the presence of U.S. forces and what is considered to be its backyard, has spent the last few decades building a network of Islamist, anti-Western, and anti-Israel militias that it trains, funds, and arms. Those groups have become more belligerent as of late, especially Yemen's Houthi rebels, who have disrupted a vital international waterway, wreaking havoc on global trade and prompting Western states to intervene. It has built ties with hel- and helped fund Hamas, which launched its war on Israel on October 7th. Man, crazy times, man. Crazy times we're living in. You believe this? More foreign presence equates to potential foreign conflict 
attacks pulling us into these war. And I love how these war or these, these conflicts are with proxy groups. Uh, you know, Rome was no different, no different. You get your, you hire out your mercenaries, you go do these raids and pillage. Oh, Rome didn't do that. We've, we've seen this repeatedly, but eventually you're going to have to start paying these people more because they're dying at a higher rate or they're going to be like, no, not going to do it. And then you're forced to actually commit military forces. We'll see. And ultimately it's going to be who strikes first. If, if at all, um, we'll say send me the SNL sketch of the Alaska airline flight. It's brutal, but funny as hell. Well, I'll have to watch that off stream. Um, U.S. has been trying to pivot away from Middle East for years, finds itself drawn back into the region. It already has a sizable military footprint in the region before the war with over 30,000 troops. Since the war began, however, Washington has significantly strengthened its military posture in the region, having moved roughly 1,200 U.S. service members alongside thousands of others aboard Navy carrier strike groups as a Marine Expeditionary Unit, roughly 2,000 people strong. And in some places, including Iraq and Syria, the U.S. military... Excuse me, the U.S. military presence overlaps that of Iran and its allies. As tensions across the region rise, There, here is where Iran or its allies are present, where U.S. forces are stationed, and where both sides have conducted military operations since the start of the Israel-Hamas war. Dangerous waters, folks. Dangerous waters. we got a wide-open southern border. We've got these conflicts going on overseas. America has got so many problems of its own. We really have to just focus on us. We've got to focus on us. There's there's literally no other way. So whose side are you on in Iran and Pakistan? Neither. Don't care. Which flag are you going to put in your bio? <laughs> Which flag are we changing our Twitter and, and profile bios to in this one? I don't care about either. Not my pig, not my farm. Not my goat, not my farm. How about that? Uh, and last, most certainly, not least... Um, it's gaining traction. Bill O'Reilly says Michelle Obama is only Democrat who could beat Trump and Biden has dementia. Let's listen to this clip from Bill O'Reilly here. And uh, I hate to admit it. I, I think he's kind of right. Let's go here. Let's listen to Bill O'Reilly. This has never happened before. It is almost inconceivable that in a national convention in August, the Democratic Party will nominate a man who has dementia. I think we have to start now there. So then Here's Michelle Obama becomes the only one, the only person inside the Democratic Party who could beat Trump. And that's where we are today. Drink. I, I don't necessarily disagree with him. I think if they run Michelle Obama... She is probably the only Democrat that would unify the left because, again, she's a representation of the golden age of Democrats in the Obama administration. That's what she represents to, I think, Democrats. She's not as extreme as Hillary. She represents what, you know, her husband stood for. And a lot of people love that. Uh, excuse me. What a lot of people on the left love that. What experience does she have in politics Bro, besides I, I being know. the first lady? That's it. Community organizer in Chicago. Yeah, that's what Obama ran on. He was a, he was a virtually he blind. He was a senator. He was a, yeah, he was a nobody senator. He didn't do anything. He didn't accomplish much. But Obama but comes he along. He knew how to talk. Oh, knew how to be. Let me be clear. I can talk very clearly. I can, you know, resonate with a lot of the black voters. We're going to get them over here voting for me. And then finally, you know, a lot of black Democrats were like, wait, they didn't do anything for us. They made it worse. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know Michelle Obama's a great choice. I don't know either, but because, well, I mean, uh, as far as the left goes, it's better Beyonce than Biden. Beyonce and uh, what's his face like her? Who, Michelle? Yeah. I mean, she's it's, loved by celebrities. I'll put it. Well, yeah, that's a big thing, though. 
the, 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 the situation is this, though. If they run Biden, I don't think they are going to be as confident in beating Trump with that because I think Biden is just on a very quick decline. It's evident in his speech. Like, he gave a speech yesterday, the day before, where he talked about women's rights. You're going you're gonna to come out fresh. And we're like, what? He's out of it. He's done. This guy is done. They have to replace him. So, like I said before... Pardon me there for at Even the beginning. Even though Obama's already come out and throw his support behind him. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing that kind of threw me off. It's like Obama already endorsed him. But there is talk that Michelle Obama is having some high-end dinners with some high-end donors, and they're discussing it. Be prepared. Didn't see it coming. Cruz was right. If that's if this happens, Ted Cruz was right. He called it. Andy Frisella called it. I'll, I'll concede. It's like, they were right. I did not see that coming. I thought it was Newsom. I thought it was going to be Newsom. But... Again, Newsom got shredded in the debate. The DNC is like, nah, he's not going to be strong enough. It could be Michelle, but we don't know yet. We don't know anything yet. It's just all rumor mill. It's all speculation. So we'll see. But this is also part of what politics is. It's the back and forth and then start preparing your strategy, depending on who it is they're going to put up against Donald Trump. We'll see. But again, as I pointed out at the beginning of the show, Trump is limping to the starting point without the independence and the moderate support. He doesn't have it. Not right now, at least. So... That's the thing that really concerns me because people on Twitter are talking about Trump needs the Nikki voters. She could be the VP. And if that's the deal, he's torpedoed his thing. He will not win. Yeah, I just don't think he picks Nikki Haley as his VP. I don't know. I I really don't know. Again, that's not going to sway me one way or another for voting for the guy. It's going to sway a lot of Republicans. You might not vote for him, but there are a lot of Republicans that said basically if he picks Nikki as a VP, they will not vote for him. Because they I mean, do like Nikki is dangerous. You brought it up before. If it was Nikki Haley or if it was Joe Biden, who am I going to vote for? Well, obviously, I'd probably vote for Nikki Haley just because it's the lesser of two evils. I see Nikki Haley more likely getting us into another war than Joe Biden would. I don't. I mean, I mean, think about it. no. Think about what I'm just saying here. I don't think so. I don't think the just having mm, a Democrat in power like that. It's they've done such a terrible job. It's it's just like picking between two bad decisions. No, no, I realize that, but you you really don't think that if Nikki Haley was president, though that she would not get us into a more conflict in the Ukraine? She's already said that she wants to do more. What else is left? Yeah, I don't I, Maybe she throws more money at the border. <laughs> that's she, a possibility. That is a po- yeah, yeah, that's or, a possibility. Or maybe she would make us a, a, at least energy independent. Well, here's the thing, but, though. That's on Congress, though. That's on the House. How did Trump come in in his first term and get gas prices so low? I mean, he talked because he talked about it before right. he was president mm-hmm. that he was like, it's, it's, but we're not, I'm he not talking about gas prices. Yeah. We're talking about I'm the talking southern border, ener- which again, independence yeah. and the southern border. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, through I mean, executive orders, though, you can achieve a lot of this stuff, right. but those are also temporary fixes. That's the problem with Republicans, especially Trump. We use the executive order, and then the next president comes in and just rips the band aids off, and now we're bleeding again. So, the, the ultimate thing that comes down to it is like which person can go in there, unite Congress, and get some permanent legislation passed. I don't think it's she, if not she happening anytime soon. Oh, yeah, she's nom- not going to do it. No, no. she wouldn't no, unite absolutely anybody. Not, no. But if she was the, the nominee, I mean, it's just, I can't vote for a, like Joe Biden. Mm. Like, you know, I just can't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's, thank God that's not going to be the situation. Like, that's just, that's literally just, like, bro. It's so terrible. Neocon Nikki that push that could get us into a war. Joe Biden that's literally letting the nation bleed out through the southern border. Yeah, it's, it's like, I know, I know. I don't know, man. Uh, okay. I uh, I sincerely hope that is not a decision that we're going to have to make. Hopefully I it really isn't. hope it's not. I hope it's not. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. That would be, whew, that'd be horrible. Horrible. 
Somebody's cooking something. It smells good. I know. Somebody's in the kitchen cooking. My stomach rumble. (laughs) All right, folks, that does it for us today. Do me a favor. Hit that like button on the stream. It helps us out quite a lot on the Rumble channel. That's what gets us in front of new viewers, helps us grow the following. We really appreciate all the love and support that you guys give us throughout the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this and making this a really, really fun experience. If you could, head over to Locals and become a subscriber. I'm going to try and figure out this this Rumble studio thing because then we can stream to locals as well. I know a lot of people do that. Um, and, you know, again, thank you for all the local support. It really does mean a lot. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you for all the tweets, the support over there. Make sure to follow me at JohnBurke39. Uh, we tweet. I tweet all the time because it's just fun to troll people. But anyway, yeah, your support of the show, we greatly appreciate it. We're trying to get the subscribers up, trying to get more people financially backing independent journalists, podcasters. We support great independent podcasters on their own, like the Shannon Joyce show. We're sponsoring some Alex Stein stuff out there, all primetime, uh, primetime 99 Stein, Pimp on a Blimp, sponsoring some of his shows. Uh, I think Jimmy, his producer, is sick now, too, so he had to stay home. But I guess today they were supposed to do a show all on Delta 8. That should be interesting. So, But anyway, go over to Locals, support us if you can, and also check out ShellshockCBD.com and 1920brand.com. Show your love. Support the savages out here. We, we appreciate you. God bless you. We love you. We'll be back right here tomorrow, 12 p.m. CST, this Thursday. Got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great night. And as always, <laughs>